0: Welcome to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to learn from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical, sexy new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new life, you are in the right place, and I've got your back. Welcome to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. I am your host, Janice, and I have two of my favorite dating industry friends with me today, yay, and we're going to be talking about the dating app mindset. This is a very popular topic amongst my listeners, and I'm glad that I have two people here who are not only seasoned dating app users, but also mindset Enthusiasts. So hello, Barry and Julie. Welcome to the show again. Thank you. Great to be here. (laughs) Everybody, please go to the show notes because both Julie and Barry have been on the show. Barry, I think twice. I believe Julie once Julie and I did a really interesting episode called how to stop thinking about your ex. And we brought in a lot of her hypnotherapy practices and ways that you can reset your mindset so that you're not being just controlled and dominated by thoughts of your ex. So I'm glad to have you both back. First of all, Barry, what is your job title and where can people find you?
1: job title i don't know my, my friend's <laughs> a love doctor but i'm a love and relationship expert author and speaker all that sort of stuff the easy, easy thing to do is find me on my website which is my name barryselby.com um on social media it's all that as well um except instagram is the real barry selby
0: the real barry selby
1: the real. Are people what?
0: trying to impersonate you well
1: actually know my account my original account because i had once to get my name on all the platforms make it easy and then that one got hacked so <gasps> oh i my God. New account People
0: are trying to impersonate you. (laughs) Actually, you know what? The first time that that happened to me, I was very disgusted in a way. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I must be doing something right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If people are stealing my photos and making a fake account. (laughs) So, Barry is a good friend of mine and is going to be so valuable for this conversation. And welcome, Julie from Sydney, also a good friend of
2: mine. So, I am a transformational mindset coach and hypnotherapist, helping my clients make rapid shifts in the areas of self, career, and relationships. And they can find me on my website at juliedemsey.com. There's no p in the middle of that. A lot of people like to put a p in. It's D E M S E Y. Yeah, Demsey. <laughs> it is not <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, and they can find me on Instagram and Facebook as well. So
0: perfect. And again, everyone go to the show notes because we all have unique names. And so you don't need to make it a guessing game going online and finding Janice Formichella or Julie Dempsey, not Dempsey. Everyone is just a click away. Let's get into it. A lot of people after a breakup believe that going on the apps is the logical way to meet people. And a lot of people treat it as a bit of an obligation something that they feel like they have to do. And especially for people who have gone recently through a breakup, starting to date again can be intimidating. And I think that a lot of people approach, quote, unquote, starting to date again in such a different way than they did when they may have been online before. So I wanted to first talk about why that may be. Have either of you gone on a dating app following a breakup? And did you find that this impacted your experience?
2: Yeah, I definitely have. I was married and there were no dating apps before my divorce. So when I first got divorced, I took a year break to really get in touch with myself and get back to the real me and get things figured out before I started dating And then the dating apps were actually really exciting to me because this is something new (laughs) and different. Um, Also a little bit scary, I won't lie. And I approached them that time as just something to have fun with because I was really just looking to get out there and and meet new people and see what happened. And then fast forward to when I had a relationship and got out and got back in. I approached them very differently that time because I knew what they were all about. They weren't new and shiny and fun. It felt a little bit more, I'll be honest, like a chore. And I had to be a little bit more careful and mindful about what I was doing and how I wanted to approach these. So I had really good mental health while I was going through it. I remember the first time that I ever heard about Tinder.
0: The very first time, and it must have been either eight or nine years ago. And I had just moved to Australia, and I had just gotten out of a bad breakup, and I wanted to meet people. And my flatmate told me about this crazy thing that you could do. And my mind was kind of blown. And I remember she told me about it. I downloaded it and just started off brand new for sure. What about you, Barry?
1: Um, For me, dating apps have been... Fun to play with. They've been a research tool. They've been a place for study and learning about people. (laughs) They've definitely been entertaining. I'll say that much as well. And I've been on a few dates from dating apps too. So I've had an experience with them.
0: Well, and we're definitely going to talk about why they are great. But I just want people who are listening who may feel a bit dubious or may feel a little... I don't know, let down that so that's totally okay. If you've just gone through a breakup, you may feel a bit burned, right? And so you might be coming in with it with a mindset of, I don't know, feeling a bit jaded.
1: A large part of my work with my clients is, is working when they're single, or I should say when they're recovering from being in relationship. So a lot of my work is the cleanup and the healing and the reestablishment of their own self-autonomy after feeling victimized or suffering in a relationship. So the dating apps are in the process, but the challenges a lot of people don't realize is if they get out of a breakup and go straight into the dating apps find somebody else, it's almost, I was going to say, it's not placebo, it's the wrong word, but it is sort kind of like just trying to fix something. It's like filling a gap. And mm-hmm. so, can okay, use the dating apps. Do it from a clean place. Do the work you need to do on yourself, first healing, wholeness, transformation, whatever that is, before you use the dating app. So when you do go in, you have a clearer space in yourself, and you're not looking to fill up some sort of, quote, missing piece that you don't actually have.
0: When you're not healed from your breakup, I think you're already feeling so negative.
2: And so you're going to attract more negativity. I mentioned that I had taken a year off from dating um, before I got back into it. So I could do that healing. And I actually did some self-reflection during that time, but more of it came during the dating app. And I, I actually wrote a book about that called Found Swiping Right on Me to Find Love. And it's all about finding myself During that period and the experiences that I had with dating that are, as Barry mentioned, sometimes very comical (laughs) Um, and other times a little bit heart wrenching. And people who read the book have said they really enjoyed it. And sometimes they're just like, "Eek! how did you do that? Why did you do that? So there's definitely been a lot of learning through the process. Well, I
0: mean, I guess maybe that's a good segue into the next topic of why did you do that? You know, what are the possibilities that dating apps can give us?
1: The thing about the dating apps, first of all, they're convenient because it's the phone in your hand versus getting an effort, getting dressed up and going out somewhere. You just swipe on somebody in your PJs, even. You don't have to, you know, you're not putting on the presentation to go out in the world and meet somebody. So dating apps are very convenient, first of all. Second thing is it also presents you with a much wider array of possibilities than you would if you went out to a bar or some other place. The challenge with dating apps on the other side of that is it can be too casual. It can be too easy. Because when you do go out and meet somebody through a matchmaking service or a dating app, dating service, or just a friend of a friend, like, you know, sending with a blind date, you remember those old things, blind dates back in the old days, (laughs) there's a level of effort involved and a commitment. So there's almost a different level of investment in being there. So the dating apps can be powerful tools for finding some true love. At the same time, they can be, depending how you approach them, less than that. So for me, the dating apps have been interesting. As I said, they're also good for research. I could get a whole other rant another time about way people can choose to present themselves on the dating apps. That's a whole other story about how you show up on the dating apps, not just how you look on them, but how you show up on them, because that can really make or break your possibilities of finding love as well.
0: Well, and I think that's why we're doing this episode is because it is a lot about approach and mindset and where you're at when you begin in the first place. I hear a lot of people saying that they're just completely discouraged as soon as they go on the apps, because they don't have the chemistry and the fire and what they believe is compatibility with people who they meet on there that they had with their ex. So what would either of you say about that? And that's one reason that we're doing a mindset episode, because this would be, you know, a mindset that may be a red flag for yourself
2: that you might want to wait? That's the beauty and the problem with dating apps, right? It's very sad. You've You've got plenty of people, but our brains were not trained to connect with plenty of people and we are not meant to. So if we look back to the old fashioned way of dating, we dated very few people and quickly found somebody that we had that chemistry with. Whereas they like to say on the dating app, and I don't like to say this myself, it's a numbers game, right? But what people mean by that is you're exposed to so many more people, it's not natural that you would have a chemistry with each and every one of these. But in our brain, in our mindset, we think something's wrong and broken each time we meet somebody and we don't connect. Mm -hmm. So we need to make that mindset shift to say, you know what, one out of 10 people I'm going to connect with. And my job is to go to each one of these, not to find the love of my life, but to see if there's a connection and see how I feel in this person's presence.
0: I think that it's interesting that you're bringing up the numbers game, because immediately I started thinking back to my early days of dating and meeting people in real life. And I suppose it's actually, it was still a numbers game, because you might go to a concert or a bar or some type of gathering, and there could be be a hundred people there and you may connect with one of them. And so in a way that's still a numbers game because you're in front of a hundred people
2: and you meet one, but you need to still get yourself out in front of people. But we didn't think about it that way, right? We didn't think there's something wrong with the fact that I didn't connect with everybody there. Yeah. That's so interesting.
1: Well, the other part of that too, is that clearly a dating app versus somebody in real life is a different amount of dimensions literally because you're looking at a flat screen whereas in real life it means somebody who's moving and three-dimensional and frankly you see somebody's picture you can presume a whole bunch of stuff about them when you meet them in real life they will be something totally different from that good or bad either way but the thing is one thing i've become clear about and i used to be a photographer so i watch this stuff very visually and plus being a man i do have this Scanning abilities— one thing the guys do—we sort of sort things by looking and going, "That's the one." That's not. That is. That's not. Sort of thing. Just to thank be clear, thank you for
0: your honesty, Barry. That's, that's the way we're wired.
1: Men, men are wired to be hunters. That's the kind of the thing we look for targets. The thing is, though, is that we we that any apps in some ways are built for men because it's an easy way to go, like through a catalog, scanning for possibilities and finding one that fits. One that doesn't. The thing is that the context, though, is just visually based with some data points versus when you go out and meet somebody in a club or wherever you meet hundred people. There's a physiology, physiological connection, a chemical reaction, a spiritual connection that you'll have with somebody that you wouldn't get just looking through the screen of a computer of a phone. Yeah. So the difference is clear. The question is though, can you progress it from seeing somebody in a dating app when you meet them in real life to notice how much more of them there is there than when you go through the dating app alone?
0: And we are going to talk about how to make that happen for yourself, because it really does start with what's inside your mind. And just before we get started, I definitely want to say that we, the three of us are pro dating apps. And I have personally a few reasons why. I believe that if you've gone through a breakup recently, that you may be a little skittish about dating again, and that apps can help take the edge off when it comes to meeting people in real life.
1: That's the thing is because, again, you are able to look at pictures and decide if you like that person without actually going in real life and hoping they don't make eye contact with you. Yeah. certain ease with the apps. Can you look at a person, you know, as much as you want. So in that sense, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then progressing is not a story.
2: Yes, completely. Yeah. What about you? Um, A lot of people that I've worked with start with just chatting on the apps without actually being ready to get out and meet somebody. And if that's where you're at, that's fantastic. Just make sure that you are honest with somebody and say, hey, I'm not not necessarily ready to meet yet because that's frustrating to some people if they've been talking to you for two weeks and then you're like, no, I don't want to meet. I Um have a rule.
0: If this person (laughs) is in your geological area, aka city or state, you should probably meet them within one to two weeks. If they're in the country, you should meet them within a month. Otherwise, just forget about it. Not worth it. Boring. I always say I don't need a pimpel.
2: Exactly. I I feel the same way. That gets so trite. Um, That said... (laughs) Most of the people I've worked with have then very quickly become comfortable with talking with somebody and started to feel a rapport and ready to go out on a date. So it's a really good way to kind of put your training wheels on and get started.
0: Exactly. And that's another reason I love apps because it helps you to practice flirting. helps you to practice with the opening lines, helps you to practice approaching someone, getting comfortable just having a conversation, a flirtatious conversation. What do you think about the fact that you have all these people in front of you? You may not have had sex with someone other than your ex in a while. Do either of you think there's any value in the fact that an app could help you to end your dry spell. That's what it did for me when I got divorced personally, and I thought it was fantastic.
1: Well, the thing is the dating apps are a niche market, so to speak. You go to a bar, you have no idea who's single, who's available, or any of that sort of stuff. The dating app, presumably, because, again, there are issues about some apps not providing the truth, the people you meet on the apps are available to meet and and maybe connect with. I mean, Tinder's famous for that. It's, it's like, you know, what you who do you want to be with tonight sort of thing. There's, there's <laughs> some, right? There are some apps designed for that, straight or gay, whatever. So, yes, there is a resource that way. But again, as Julie was saying, you know, it's important to put up front what you're looking for when you go on the apps and when you notice people's profiles. What are they looking for? Looking for a long-term relationship? Looking for a hookup? Looking for friends? It's good to know what you're walking into.
2: Yeah, I agree completely. What about you? Yeah, I'll be honest and get a little personal because I shared this in my book too. really what prompted me to start dating again was I was ready to end that dry spell. And, um, you know, the the easiest way to do that was to build a connection with somebody through the app and I was successful. So (laughs) I started to
0: feel a bit gross that the last person I had had sex with was my husband. And I, I didn't want that. And yes, it definitely achieved that for me. And at the same time, Julie, what do you think about this? having used apps for the same reason it helps you to end your dry spell and to meet people but at the same time it also helps to create distance between you and the people you're doing this with so it's not necessarily you know people in your social network people at the neighborhood
2: pub do you think that there that there's a value in that well actually the person I uh ended my dry stall with was actually from another state so it definitely connected you yeah, know created perfect. that distance <laughs> um, and it it just gives you that ability to be a little bit more playful and try things out you might not try out with somebody that you can in real life
0: oh totally i love that i am a big fan of not shitting where you eat having done it many times in my life. And so I think that that's one reason that apps are great. Why, when it comes to dating apps, is mindset so important?
1: Ah, well, the thing is, as, as I already said, you know, the dating apps are a resource. They're in a way to find somebody that wouldn't be somebody virtually initially. The thing is that when we go looking in any framework, whether it's dating apps or in public, my question always is with my clients is, what's driving your desire? Is it to get laid? Is it, is, it, is it to break the dry spell? Is it to meet somebody you want to spend your life with? Is it somebody just to make a new friend with? Knowing why you're going into the app in the first place is an important key to understand because, first of all, you can be honest with yourself. And secondly, it means you can be honest with the people you meet. So it's, it's vital for me, mindset is so key. But it's also the mindset of knowing that the apps are a tool. Good, bad, or indifferent its how you use them comes down to, because the thing is, the pool of people the dating apps have is limited. So if you're looking for your soulmate through any one of those channels, there's no guarantees. And know that what you're on the dating app meeting somebody. Yes, all the people on there are hopefully single, but the number of people on there may not be the whole population. So no, you might meet somebody at the grocery store or, you know, the bowling alley or something that you didn't meet on the app. So it's just one resource to play with, not the only place to go.
0: And also I think that the happier you are going about doing it – the more you'll attract and the happier you'll be overall. And yeah, not putting all of your eggs in one basket, I suppose. Exactly. And for me, yeah. I just, I mean, I'm passionate about the law of attraction. And I think <laughs> that your mindset going into anything determines your results. And Absolutely. I have so many clients who come to me only a month or two after their breakup. And when we talk about what is your reason for going on the apps, They just sit there and like the darkness and the heaviness, just, you can almost Mm -hmm. see it coming on them. And they just say, you know, I'm lonely. I don't know what else to do. It sucks. There's no one good on there, but I don't know. You know, some people are are honest Mm -hmm. and say, feels good late at night to be texting with people kind of fills a void, but they get like practically no results.
2: So I think that it's really important to note that our reasoning and our mindset very likely changes over time. And that's okay. You know, when I started first thing after my marriage, I wasn't necessarily looking for anything super serious. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, I got ready to have another relationship. And so we need to realize that as our mindset shifts, how we go about this needs to shift a little bit too. We probably need different wording in our profile, different way that we're communicating and really need to set our mindset up for, am I okay with what's happening and how this is working out right now? Because in the early days, my mindset was one way that I was actually attracting a certain type of people. And as my mindset shifted, I started attracting a very different type of people. So we really need to be aware of where our mindset is, how we are coming at it from inside, because that will 100% impact the type of people that are responding to you and you're communicating with.
0: I'm laughing because I was just having a conversation with one of my friends two nights ago about how when I was on Tinder and I was living in California after my divorce, I must have attracted like four different guys who lived in their vans. (laughs) It, and seriously an no judgment for for that but it was just like boom 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 all these men who didn't actually have apartments or anything and yeah I must have been putting it out there somehow and it was it, weird like I even slept in a couple guys <laughs> and I don't think I
2: would possibly attract that right now to be honest yeah and it's funny because I noticed that too I would have all of a sudden I had smokers like people who lied about smoking because that's, I try not to have any absolute no's, but I will not date a smoker. I'm allergic to tobacco. And so all of a sudden I had like four or five smokers. I'm like, how did this happen? And then I single dads. And then it was really interesting. And I was trying to think about, I hadn't necessarily at that point in time changed my profile, but I had somehow changed what was in the inside uh-huh. to you know I think with the smokers it was well this isn't anybody I'm actually going to connect with and maybe right now I'm not actually ready to connect so I should take a break from the apps Yeah, and, with and this, maybe that was app, what it was
0: for me as well that I just kind yeah. of needed to, to meet people and not necessarily meet people who I'd have a long term relationship with
1: well the thing the thing is speaking on that for a second because you said about the fact you were noticing you're attracting you know, men with vans so to speak um <laughs> Is the sense that oftentimes, and this is one of the things you gotta learn, law of attraction works, good or bad, meaning that if you're attracting the same thing again and again, there's a clue that maybe your focus is on something, it's not what you're planning on. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I do with my clients is, is really get clear what those red flags are and the green flags, meaning what's definitely not going to work, what definitely must work for it to be a good relationship. So having those frameworks changes your focus, like like you were saying with, with strategy smokers. It may be nothing to do with smoking itself, but there's some part of the belief systems that is saying not being able to have what you really want or having some other thing, you know, there's 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 always underlying reasons, and I work a lot with the unconscious too, where a lot of times what we're doing is running some sort of programming belief we have about things that isn't what we really want, and so we wonder why it's not working. The tr- the good news is when you notice the pattern showing up. That's the first step to changing it.
0: And again, it does come down to mindset. So thanks yes. for that little intro. <laughs> um, also, Barry is not a big fan of smokers. Um, no. Nor am I. No judgment to any of my listeners. But um, hey, I'm
1: an I'm an ex-smoker, so I can't um, judge it.
0: I smoked. So did I. Yeah, for sure I did. Yeah, I was a party girl, but I don't <laughs> want it around me anymore. But uh, yeah transparency. Yeah, I totally used to be a, a smoker. So let's get into seven dating app mindsets to set you up for success. First of all, if you are going to get on a dating app in the hopes of meeting someone for whatever reason, the first mindset that I would suggest is the positivity that there is someone out there for you. I talk to a lot of people, especially women I'm like stabbing my notebook. I don't know why I'm doing that right now. I talk talk to a lot of women who say that there are no good men on the apps. So I would say this would be the first thing to adjust positivity that there is someone out there for you.
1: Well, that's the thing. If you're going to say there's no good men on the dating apps for a woman or if you're a man, no good women on the dating apps, then why are you on the app in the first place? So either choose in or choose out. And if you really don't believe it, don't use the app. But if you want to go on the apps, you definitely, as you said, you know, change your mindset. You've got to be clear that if you are using the apps, there's a reason for it. Make sure you have the same alignment to what you want that's available through the app.
0: I hear men saying that women only want money on the apps.
1: Well, men are focusing on looks. Women are focused on money. It seems to be the the tribe. Those are the, the usual suspects. But the reality is there's a lot more than that. But the thing is, people tend to oftentimes present themselves on the apps to that focus. So women put on pictures on the apps that make them showing all their boobs and other things too to be all attracted their boobs. to men. <laughs> Indeed, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's men on the dating apps who like, you know, are sitting in front of it, sitting in the wheel or sitting behind the wheel or standing next to this wonderful car or this house to present the image of money. So there are people doing that. Again, yeah. this is a minority, I believe, on the dating apps. There's a lot more available than that. But it is about having clarity of what you really want first before you even go on the apps. That's another piece of the puzzle.
2: So bringing it back to mindset, your mind likes what's familiar and goes towards what you focus on. So yes. if you are focusing on the fact there is nobody out there, guess what you're going to find? There is nobody out there. Right. <laughs> so it's so important. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite sayings is you can say you can or you can say you can't and either way you'll be right. Mm-hmm. So for this adapted to, you can say there are, there is somebody or there isn't, and either way, you'll be right. So let's focus on my my soulmate or perfect match, whatever I'm looking for, or just the person I want to do whatever with for the time being, that exact person is out there, and I'm ready to find them and excited to find them. Yes,
0: I think whether you think you can or you think you can't is, you're, you're right, is the perfect quote for dating apps. I speak with women often who already have this attitude and then every single date they go on, it's a disaster. And and I will gently push back and I said, but that was already your belief.
1: That quote I can attri- is attributed to Henry Ford, just for your information and is that was the thing is that's the understanding is because again law of attraction it works whether you think it's good or think it's bad it still works so we think you can think you can't same thing so the key thing is it's going to sound simple is notice what you're thinking start exactly. there exactly
2: yep and and i can tell you from experience my most recent bout on the dating apps i met the most lovely men they weren't my soulmate, but I had beautiful dates with these amazing people, because I went into it thinking, I'm ready now to meet the right person. And I'm excited to and I'm going to look at each of these as an experience, where I get to know somebody new. And I go into it, not with the idea, this is going to be the person I'm with forever. But this is somebody new and interesting, I can learn about and have a new experience with. And I want to leave that person at least in as good a state as they were in, if not better, which means I need to look for something in them that I like and appreciate. So even if I get there and right away, sometimes you can tell the chemistry is just not there. Mm-hmm. I still say, OK, I'm going to find something interesting that I to like about this person and to really enjoy. And then you have an enjoyable time. I
0: completely agree. Um, it's just about enjoying the process. And also to your point about there being lots of lovely men out there as someone who loves men and loves the masculine, I actually find that a little offensive. And there are beautiful, beautiful men who are you know ready <laughs> and who will provide a very safe space for you, but only if you believe that there are. So Good. let's start with that. Mindset number two. The willingness to put in the time because we have all of these people just a swipe away or just a click away. I think that people can get so easily discouraged if after a handful of dates, nothing is really happening yet. People get discouraged. They don't want to do it anymore or the second or third date things start to fizzle and people are just starting to delete the apps. So I think that this is a mindset that you need to know that this is a commitment that you are making. If you genuinely want to meet somebody and connect with them, it's not going to happen overnight. Barry is laughing. So what do you think about this mindset?
1: Well, the thing is, as I said earlier, you know, the dating apps are a tool as part of your toolkit for going on dating. So if you're giving up on one of the tools, you're limiting your possibilities. And yes, if you think you're going to focus purely on in-person meeting with somebody, first we've got to leave the house. <laughs> so, so for one reason, the dating apps are very useful. Again, because the dating app, you can look at, you know, giving your PJs late at night looking through the app so you can meet people virtually anywhere you are. So in some ways, to meet the dating apps, a lot less effort and a lot easier than to keep going out the house to go to different places and different events and spending money so the idea of using a dating app for me is a much easier in a much easier access point than all the other things that we do so for me they have smart move and yes if you're planning that you'll be in a long-term relationship because again it's one of the tools one of the ways of doing meeting people you have to be willing to commit to the long call yes you might get tied with the app after a while then put it away don't get rid of it just put it away Go to the go to, go wherever you go socially. Go hiking or go go do service projects in the downtown. Whatever you're doing, maybe meet somebody there. But then when you notice you don't, pick up the dating app again. It's an, it's not like it must be one or the other. And yeah, deleting the apps is only worth doing once you've definitely given up and you've got somebody you're with forever.
0: And it can help to not get discouraged if you just know that this is what happens. Julie, you talk about this in your book, if I understand correctly. So what do you think about
2: willingness to put in the time? I think that we really need to have the right mindset surrounding that, right? If we go into this and we think the first person we're going to meet is going to be perfect, and if it doesn't happen, it didn't work, that mindset's not going to work. So we need to go in with that open mindset, And we probably need to go in with an open mindset, thinking we'd be open to things or people we might not necessarily have considered in the past. Now, that doesn't mean open it up to exactly everything in the world. However, people tend to say, I have these these must-haves that aren't really must-haves, right? You know, the famous one is women want men of a certain height. Well, guess what? There are plenty of beautiful men that are... Of a smaller stature than that, and there are plenty of tall men that you might not want to be with as well. So, someone was be just a little telling me that open.
0: it's what, like five percent or something, or two percent of men who are over six feet.
2: I, I don't know the number myself, but mm-hmm. it is really important not to have so many parameters that you're cutting out everybody. And by the way, we as a human race are notoriously bad at picking the right person for us. And the reason our last relationship didn't work is probably because we've picked the wrong person. So Mm -hmm. go into it with a mindset of I'm going to try something a little bit different this time, and kind of experiment and think about what can I do differently? How can I see where my wounds were in the past or the things that didn't work for me and shift away from that and try something new?
0: This brings up perfectly my third mindset, which is willingness (laughs) to experiment. Nice work, girl. A lot of people will go on, choose a few filtered photos, hardly put any effort into their bio, only swipe on the person who has been their traditional type their entire life, and then wonder why They keep on staying in the same pattern of things not happening. And so I believe if you really want to see results on a dating app, that you should be willing to, yes, do different things, try new things, and be willing to experiment. What do you think, Barry?
1: Well, actually, I'll start with the other side of that, which is you'll do something about your own profile. The amount of effort people put into their own profiles for some people is seriously lacking effort or commitment or even presentation. If you want to be in the dating apps, you want to be seen It's like, if you're going to go out on dates, you're going to dress up a certain way. But if you don't put any effort into how you're, what pictures you choose or what you write about yourself in the dating apps, it makes you less attractive to other people. So, yes, you might be swiping on people you want to be with, but when they see your profile, they may be going, who is this person? So, initially, first time, yes, definitely set up, set up your profile, and I recommend revisiting it every so often as well because you might discover, oh, I got better pictures now, or I need to write them differently. So you want to make sure that your because it is your calling card, it's your visibility. You want to make sure your dating profile represents who you are and what you're about. And yes, if you have something special about yourself, like if you've got maybe got I know, got a new new certificate or you got a new puppy, you can write about that in your profile. Things that make people interested in what you're about because more fascinating. Because the, the other thing about the dating apps, because again, there are many people on the dating apps. How do you stand out? What do you do that's unique? Do you have pictures of yourself when you were hang gliding? Or you would do something unusual, that's going to stand out as well. And by the way, pictures, again, I was used to be a photographer. Make sure your pictures show who you are versus a picture of a little pinhead Mm -hmm. in the distance. Because some people's pictures, you can't tell who they are because they're in a crowd of 30 people or they're on a mountaintop miles away. Have some pictures that show you who you are as well so you can be seen.
0: I also think to your point, adjusting your bio, adjusting your photos, and adjusting your filters, if you're finding that things aren't happening for you, maybe expand your search a little or be open to new things.
2: Did you do this
0: when you were using the apps, Julie?
2: I did, and I actually tried a really big experiment where I took all my photos off because I was tired of people just – having really shallow conversations just about looks. And I wanted to find something deeper. So I made kind of an Instagram tile that said, I'm looking for these sorts of things that were kind of deep. I'm looking for a real relationship. And I want to find that we connect. And once I find that, I'm happy to share photos. And I thought... This would maybe weed out the type of people that were a little more shallow and only interested in the looks. Well, that experiment was not as successful as I'd hoped. Okay. Here's what happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because as very Barry said, men kind of go hunting. I got a lot, a lot of responses and I didn't actually successfully weed out because I came to a type of man who that intrigued them and they wanted to work to get my photos. So they typically would say whatever they thought they needed to say to get my photos. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing a lot of them were actually married by the way they behaved. Uh Nothing came out of that group. Then there was a group that were like, Oh, okay. You know, I'd like to think I'm more of a person that would be open to this. And a couple of those I met and those went nowhere because in their mind, they had created a picture of me and I was not that picture. So there was a disassociation. And then I met somebody who was actually very young <laughs> and ended up having a beautiful friendship with this person because he was actually from Italy. So a little bit more open to different things. And we had a lot of things in common And he was really ready to show up and just create a a friendship with somebody that was based on something deeper than looks. And we had beautiful conversations. Um, We just weren't suited for each other. So, you know, it was a really interesting experiment and I got different things than I expected. So I would encourage people, try the experiment, try and experiment, not necessarily in that way, but with your profile and the things that you're picking. Pictures, the things that you're saying and see the type of person you you are attracting and realize that your goal is not to attract everyone. Your goal is to attract as few as possible people who would be a good match.
0: A thousand percent. And this is what brings us to the next. You're so good at the segues, really. <laughs> this is what brings right. us to the next <laughs> mindset, which is a willingness to set Boundaries. You are not supposed to go on a date with every single person who DMs you. You are not supposed to go on a date with someone who you have a bad feeling about. You are not meant to go on a second date with someone who you meet in person and didn't look like their photos or wasn't as charming as you thought. And this is really important for people who are getting over breakups is learning about what your boundaries are and your willingness or ability to execute them. And yes, if you're going on dates with every single person, regardless of how you feel, rather than having boundaries about who you spend your time with, it might not be successful. And so I would definitely encourage people to develop a mindset around, around boundaries. Julie, did
2: this come into your experience at all? A hundred percent. And I have, what I like to say is we need to be kind, compassionate, and respectful, first to ourself, and then to others. So setting up those boundaries for ourselves and sticking with that is doing that for ourselves. But then we need to be kind in how we treat others about that. So if somebody is perfectly nice to us, <laughs> and we just don't feel the connection, don't ghost them, let them know, say, hey, it was really nice to meet you, or I've enjoyed chatting with you, or Or even, hey, this chat isn't really going anywhere. So I'm going to say thanks for communication and wish (laughs) you well. Because it it is nice to let people know where they stand. And so that way you're creating boundaries for yourself and what you will accept and how you want to move forward. But you're being kind to the other person and communicating those boundaries and letting them know where you're at. Because people aren't mind readers and there's nothing worse than being left wondering, why did this communication end? I really thought we were connecting. And that happens a lot where one of the two people feel there's a connection when the other person isn't. And that's okay. Hold your boundary and let it go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so having a boundary, but Mm -hmm. actually executing a boundary. And that's, I think, I think will help you to feel better about your experience and to feel that you're having integrity and therefore you'll attract more positivity rather than I didn't like this person. So I'm just going to unmatch with them and block them. If you actually have an open dialogue with the person, I think that you'll, Continue to enjoy the process rather than maybe feeling a little bit shameful that you ghosted. And it puts
2: good juju out there. You get back what you're putting out. Totally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the thing about boundaries are that they're really about self respect. For most people, they don't realize they're not taking care of themselves and not respecting themselves because they say yes to too many things. So they're not buying the dating apps. If you're saying yes to all the opportunities that show up out there, it's like you almost sound like you're being desperate because you're not holding true to what's true for you. So I know this is, is an interesting dichotomy because you can say, well, you want to be able to new things, try different things, but you also got to say no to quite a few things, too. So it's kind of finding the happy medium in a way, but really learning what works for you. And also, oftentimes, and in the day apps especially, <laughs> if sometimes when it looks that, looks too good to be true, it is too good to be true. So definitely have some self-respect and, that, and kindness, yes, but also kindness to yourself when you say, you know what, I don't want to put myself through that. I'm saying no right now. So you can be clean with it.
0: And I think the more self-respect that you have, the better your intuition becomes. And therefore, you're able to make better choices with dating and dating apps.
2: And a- another thing to remember, too, is it can be really flattering when somebody is treating you really nicely. But if you're still getting that intuition that this isn't the person for me, Don't go forward just because they're being nice to you. You've really got to make sure there's more of a connection than that. And that's a boundary to set up for yourself as well, to really sit and think about, how am I feeling? Check in with yourself. How am I feeling about this when I'm talking with this person? Because I know there are certain people who are perfectly nice, and I get another message, and I'm like, ugh. And if that's how I'm feeling inside, there's something that's not connecting for some reason, and that's okay. It's time to end that conversation. If you're feeling excited that somebody is is connecting with you all the time, you've got to check that too, because sometimes that excitement is actually your alert system saying hey this is the same type of person that i've been with before oh my God, and it's such exciting a because they're the wrong type of person
0: uh-huh. but you've got to be it. really
2: careful yeah you've got to be really careful and monitor that and set boundaries around how how you're how you're taking in that information what you're doing with
0: it yeah and a boundary does not mean avoiding the person and blocking them it means expressing it we're going to take a very quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we have three more dating app mindsets. Nothing shatters your life like a breakup, and the feeling of a broken heart is real. I know that it seems impossible right now, but there is hope and there are ways to heal. I would love to work with you one on one to heal your broken heart and put your breakup behind you. My personalized coaching programs are designed to pinpoint what will be most effective in helping you to move forward and make this breakup a part of your past. I believe in you. Message me at breakupspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at breakupspodcasts And let's connect about creating a magical plan of action to get this breakup in your rear view mirror. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much uh, for listening to my commercials. It definitely helps to support the show and my business, dating app mindsets. So this actually goes a little bit hand in hand with boundaries. But I thought one mindset that's important to have is willingness to put yourself first. If you are going to go on an app, what are you actually going on there for? When I think about putting yourself first, I think about being really clear about what it is that you want out of it. And then, yes, again, having boundaries, but then readjusting constantly to make sure that it's worthwhile for you.
1: Well, I I was chuckling when you said that because we tend to often be on the dating apps to find something outside ourselves because we don't feel like we have it inside. And we always talk about boundaries, and talked about other things too. It really is about self-care first. I, I Most all the work I do with my clients oftentimes is, is helping them navigate back to wholeness in themselves. And then they go on dating apps. But most people, as I said earlier, are looking for love out there to fill up some gap they think they have, which is not accurate. So to really make self-honoring choices, to respect ourselves, and to make choices that are... In support of who we are, even though dating apps, is front and foremost for most people. That's what they recommend they have because it's so tempting. It's like shiny object syndrome. You find someone dating with, and they're cute, and you throw all your ideas out the window, what you think you should do for yourself. So having self-respect and having a regard for your own self-value and what's right for you. Getting back to the grieving flags and red flags, what do you say no to? You know, it's like but it's so cute i'll say yes to the fact they smoke or whatever it is because you know it, it i can get i can handle that no you can't so mm-hmm. don't sell yourself short don't tell yourself falsehoods about what will work what won't work so be clear before you start what you really value
0: going on a dating app it's kind of like your opportunity to make your own rules when it comes to dating and that only comes if you prioritize yourself at all like why would you even make a rule if you didn't have self
1: respect, or why do you violate it and trample it after you made it? It's like, no, you make the rules stick to it.
2: This is so important and something I work on a lot of clients with because women of a certain age, we were raised to go out and find a man. So you've got to find somebody who likes you. So it didn't even occur to me in my first half of my life, maybe more. <laughs> to think, do I like this person? It was all about, do they like me? And if that's how you're spending your time worrying about if they like me, you're not valuing yourself. So when I was able to shift this around and say, it doesn't matter if they like me, what's first and most important is do I like them? Is this somebody I feel good with? Is this somebody I want to be around? That shifts the whole dynamic. And so it's really important, as Barry was saying, you've got to start with that inside work and value yourself enough to say what's most important first and foremost is do I want to be with this person? And then you want to find out if that feeling's reciprocated. Do
0: you think that there's any way inside of a dating app conversation that you can get a sense that this person might be someone who would mesh with you or respect your boundaries or or have potential what would either of you say would be some good ways to measure that inside of a dm
2: conversation a hundred percent there's definitely ways so if somebody is always wanting something on their terms i want you to meet, be available at this time you know if they are chastising you for not getting back to them within like a couple of hours or whatever and everything's on their terms you can most likely discern that this is somebody who's going to be very self-centered and not looking to meet your needs. They are only talking about themselves and not asking you any questions. If they're not asking any questions that are getting to something that's deeper than, oh, you're so pretty, or something that's very superficial, the chances of them being the, the right partner if you're looking for something deeper than that are highly unlikely, you know, and then Barry, you say that you look at photos, and photos are very important. I look at the background in the photos, because if somebody has a messy, terrible room behind them, and they've taken a photo with all this trash and, around and an unmade bed and all of these things. <laughs> you know, there's cues more than standing yes. with a fish or a nice car. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you look around and, and see what else is in the photo. If you can see they've got a fully stocked kitchen and you're really into cooking – you know, that's exciting. If they're standing next to an empty fridge that only has beer in it, that's gonna tell you something. <laughs> so so you know, there there's a lot of ways um
1: to look at this. The other thing is, and, and this is just a pet peeve of mine, is is please not with the bathroom selfies.
0: Because the or thing is gym. Or gym. I i I gotta say, I definitely want someone who goes to the gym. I am very health oriented. Barry has actually seen me party and get drunk uh, multiple times. But besides that, I have no
1: evidence, no pictures.
0: uh, Right. I only get to see you (laughs) twice a year, Um, but, (laughs) or twice a year parties notwithstanding. Mm. Physical health is an absolute value of mine. And so I want someone who goes to the gym, but I don't want someone who takes pictures of themselves.
2: The reason reason
1: I'm saying this is there's twofold reasons one is because yes it's not a very good background not a very good environment to take pictures in but the thing about it is when you take pictures in the mirror your face is reversed
0: oh yeah and
1: this is a simple thing nobody's face is symmetrical we're all asymmetrical faces, uh, if you look if you took a picture of like one side of your face and the other side of your face for example when you look in the mirror you look at what you're seeing it looks familiar but when you take a picture of yourself you look at that it's different like uh, like on zoom, like on zoom meetings I, I, I personally have put my image the right way around. So the way I look on camera is the way I look in real life. you do that? So if, we're, we're <laughs> <doing> that. <laughs> I the reason I'm saying this is because the thing is, what happens is it may not be noticeable visibly, but unconsciously we start seeing a difference. And so what happens is when we meet someone in real life, there's almost a, um, a light that's built inside. Yeah. So look at this person and we don't, they don't match with the real person we saw on the dating app because they're backwards from the picture they did in the mirror. So it sounds so simplistic, but it starts to undermine our trust in the person. Okay, you can use Oh my
0: God. That is such a good point. It's like a subconscious thing that happens when you meet the person yeah. for the first time. You don't night. think about
1: it consciously because you won't notice, you won't say, hang on, the faces, unless it's like a dimple on one side, not the other. That's obvious. But huh. most people's faces aren't overtly different side to side, but they are subtle.
0: I think also <laughs> as far as putting yourself first, this also applies to when you meet the person in real life. And that, you know, you might have a boundary or something that you prefer about a first date and Mm -hmm. you will only be able to execute that if you are putting that putting that need first. I know I go on a lot of dates with people and we've said that we want to just do drinks, which, as you know, Barry, I've said in our clubhouse room, that's my thing for first dates. We meet for a drink and then if it goes well, we will go out for dinner the next time. And you'd Mm -hmm. be surprised. A lot of men aren't having it. And so but it's only because of my ability to put myself first and my commitments to myself first that I'm able to to hold firm to that and not be swayed.
2: If somebody isn't abiding by the boundaries you have around your safety, that is a huge red flag, Absolutely, huge red flag.
0: Oh, great. And, P- and men get pretty pushy about it. I think they think, oh, she's saying drinks, but she seems hot and I want to, you know, spend the evening with her. Yeah, it's disappointing when you've been clear with someone. And also yes. going back to the ice cream, coffee, happy hour thing again, <laughs> what feels best to you? When you think mm-hmm. about putting yourself first on a first date, what would you most like to do? I would think ice cream would be not. Quite up my alley, but I think a lot of people get excited about ice cream. I get excited about happy hour, but you gotta, you know, (laughs) think these things through. So this is another dating app mindset that I'm kind of curious to know both of your opinions about, and that is willingness to try something new. A lot of women, especially, believe that they have a type. Well, I should say men do it as well. I just finished watching season 12 of Married at First Sight. And I was really surprised at how the men in the season were very much, even before they met their wife, very clear on what type of physical appearance they were after. And then as soon as they didn't get it just through the experience completely out the window. And it made me really sad. And so I think if you are on a dating app, if you've gone through a couple breakups, it might be time to try something new. And so do you agree? And how do you do that, Barry?
1: Well, it's interesting because the type thing becomes an interesting question. In terms of looks, I don't have much of a type. I have a certain physical type I like because it's like that's what I you know like I hike every day. So with somebody who takes care of themselves, so if somebody who's like sitting sitting at home doesn't do anything—that's not going to be a good fit, you know. if they're on triathlons, I can't keep up with them. So there's you know, it's got to find the happy medium. Just to be clear, but try something new is also is and one of the ways you do it is by changing your own dating app or preferences because the thing is what the apps are presenting you with, what you've decided on looking for, and what matches your type. So if you want to try something new, change the age range or change the height range or open up some other parts of the criteria. See what shows up because you can find somebody new that way.
2: The work I do with my clients to get them to try something new is to get really clear on their values and work to look for somebody who has values alignment versus any other types of characteristics. Because when you think about it, is it more important that somebody is tall or short or that they're kind and they treat you well?
1: (laughs) We all have automatic, automatic programming. We attract certain types of people all the time. And it's not necessarily cultural, it's actually behavioral. But we all have patterns of different types. It could be abuse, it could be neglect, it could be abandonment, it could be addiction, it could be anything that we inherited as patterns from our parents behaviorally. Again, we observed and we practice ourselves that we then start attracting. And the thing about this thing is so amazing, you should be on a dating app with very clear criteria. The person you meet and fall in love with has exactly the same pattern as your last relationship. You don't know how that happened. It's because unconsciously, we are magnetic to those type of behaviors. It's a powerful piece of the, I won't say the law of attraction, but it is really the law of attraction working on the unconscious level. So it's good to know it is, first of all, if you see the same thing happening, the same type of person showing up, doesn't matter what they look like, but the same type of pattern shows up, that's an indication you might want to do some work before you go on your next date. Go see a coach, therapist, somebody who can help you with that so you can rewire it. So you can then change your paradigm. That's the big piece.
0: I do want to keep going back to that. If you're finding some of these mindsets like so challenging, you don't have to be on the apps. You don't have to date. It's (laughs) perfectly okay to take a break and get to the point where you're ready for some of this.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent, Mary. I've been kind of alluding to some of those things and what I've been talking about. And so coming back to values again, it's really important to make sure that you're getting in touch with the values that are yours. Yes. And getting to know yourself and what your true values are, rather than thinking that your values are one way because that's been how you've been raised and socialized. So getting that inner work really clear is so important to be mm-hmm. able to shift those ways of being and to help us to pick the right person instead of picking the wrong person, like I was talking about before. So a hundred percent agree with that, Barry. That's like the key to all of this. Yeah,
0: (laughs) he's a very talented coach. Both of them are. Please, everybody go and hit them up. Follow them. This is real, too. I mean, we're just seriously having this conversation in real time. I think when it comes to trying something new as well. A lot of people get caught up in the chemistry and the fireworks that happen when you meet someone who has the type that you're used to or does the things that have in the past attracted you or turned you on. And I would just really encourage people to not go for just the fireworks, but let's think about your ability to have a conversation with someone and possibly your curiosity about them rather than just, you know, the physical turn on or your heart racing or, you know, just the initial chemistry that you have. Does that ring true with either of you?
1: Oh, yeah. It isn't about the type. I mean, I know I have a certain type that I tend to notice more easily. But oftentimes um, I, I have
0: to say, I actually yeah. know what your type is. Ooh. <laughs> yes, and I totally agree <laughs> that you have one. <laughs>
1: because I do know what it is. Oftentimes I will say, you know what, just because I see that's the type doesn't mean I have to fall in love with that type. And that's the biggest key is to really disengage that because, yes, we can default into certain types what we're used to or we're raised with, like, like Julie was saying, the, you know, what you're raised with. But notice that first because, again, one of my things about my work all the time is awareness is the first step. If you notice, hang on a second, I'm still trying the same type. But maybe I want to change that.
0: I was going to say self-awareness is Mm -hmm. so key Mm -hmm. when it comes to dating apps and trying to meet somebody, but people don't think of it that way. It's just about what feels good. What feels good. That doesn't feel good. He's not my type rather Mm -hmm. than
2: why. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I I've interviewed a lot of couples that I see have really successful relationships. And I would say nine out of 10 percentage wise, would say they are married to somebody who has a characteristic that they would have absolutely said no to in terms of, is this the type of person you're looking for? So I encourage everybody, get outside of what you think your type is and be open to finding somebody who aligns with your values and you feel good about being around
0: does start with the conversation, so I think give it a go. And on the first date, if the conversation flows, I would highly suggest that that means that there's a second date that you should say yes yeah. to. Uh, I hate when we get to the end of an episode, but <laughs> 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 what do the two of you think about the last dating at mindset, which is being grateful for what you already have? Finding mm-hmm. somebody is not a band-aid that fixes anything, going into a dating app with a scarcity mindset is really not going to help you attract anything that's abundant. And people who are excited about life, grateful about life, happy about what they already have, are going to look forward to connecting with people and see it as kind of an extension and a benefit in their life rather than trying to fix a problem. And I think that having an attitude of gratitude is so important for so many things, but especially dating.
2: A hundred percent. Have a full life that is your cake and this person coming along is just the icing on the cake. Yeah. So there's nothing more attractive than somebody who's already happy and content and just looking for that extra little cherry on top.
0: (laughs) Um, I also think if you're resentful about having to do it, which a lot of my clients are because they've just come out of a bad breakup and they just simply don't want to be alone. And therefore, they're kind of going into it, kicking and screaming, rather than seeing it as something that's going to be fun and something that they're grateful to have. I mean, how cool is it that we get to meet a thousand people? On our phone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that you could go into it with that attitude of how cool is this rather than uh, And you'll probably have a much better experience.
1: Well, that's the way life works, period. I mean, if you go into life looking for the worst in things, you can just find the worst in things. You're looking for the best in things, you find the best in things. So what Julie was saying is so key that the dating apps and anything you do, should be from a place of wholeness in the first place. You know, I I, I talk about a lot of my talks about how the quote from Jeremy is my favorite quote, to express codependency, which is, you complete me. And the thing is, on the dating apps, if you're looking for someone to complete you, you're really going to end up suffering because you're going to keep thinking someone's going to fix you, make you feel better, and all that sort of stuff. What you just said is, like, have your life be full, be whole, enjoying what you're doing, and yes, you're on the dating apps to find someone who you want to have walk with you through that life that's working so well for you. If you bring that mindset to it, and again, like you said at the beginning, gratitude is if you're grateful for life, first of all, it makes it easy to find somebody. Secondly, it makes you way more attractive. You're not coming from desperation, coming from fullness. So definitely more attractive. So it is an inside job in that sense. And so, yes, I absolutely agree with you. Have a better attitude. You get a better result.
0: I mean, what are you even going to talk with someone about on a date if you're resentful and suspicious of the person rather than coming in grateful for all the things that you have in your life what are you gonna talk about right I I mean this is not the recipe for success that we're trying to make this episode about
2: yeah and if you're coming from that place Janice that UG place that you mentioned take a break You know, I know I take a break, I get to the point where it feels a little bit overwhelming to meet new people. And I have other things I want to focus on in my life. And I take a break and I come back refreshed. So we all need to know, you know, there is such a thing as dating burnout. And Mm -hmm. don't push yourself to that point. Take a break, focus on some other things, and come back when you're feeling ready. I always call it the
0: single person's portfolio, and we all need one because we do need to be bringing things to the table to offer someone and to attract someone who also has things to bring to the table.
1: Don't wait for that person to shop to live your life.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Your life is waiting. Go live it and then find somebody along the way.
0: Yep. And there are a lot of cool people on the apps waiting for you to close things off. Um, And don't leave right after I say bye. Just stay on for a second. Uh, You already know this. Okay. Um, to, To close things off with this particular mindset, I want to express that I am very grateful to have both of you in my professional and personal network. And I'm very thankful for the time that you've spent with me today. I think the more that we can express gratitude, especially publicly, perhaps we'll encourage people to do the same. So you guys both mean so much to me. Thank you for being here today.
1: Thanks for having (laughs) us.
0: Yeah,
2: absolute pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. So thank you so much. I'm so glad.
0: If you're listening to this episode because you are recovering from a breakup, I am sending you so much strength for the week ahead. You totally got this. I'll see you next week.
2: Bye.
1: See you. <laughs>